Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome again to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Kalmanowski here, studying with you, Tractate Pesachim, page Nun Hay, a very interesting page for a number of reasons. We'll begin near the top of the page with the problem of yuhara, or ostentatious piety, being a show-off about how religious you are. Not just a modern problem, an ancient problem as well. That problem is first raised in another tractate at the very beginning of the Talmud, in tractate Brachot, where it says that a, a man on his wedding night should not say the Shema. Why? Because we know that it's very stressful uh, for somebody, presumably a very young man, hasn't had a lot of contact with the opposite sex, to have to consummate the marriage. So he's exempt from that. And it says, however, certain people on their wedding night uh, did go ahead and say the Shema. Over there in that passage in Brachot, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel is quoted as saying, don't be a show-off. Not everybody who who uh, thinks that they, you know, can say the Shema under those difficult trying circumstances should do so. Instead, you should you should be modest and not a show-off. Well, what's interesting about that is here on our page, talking about the customs of when people work, um, there's the custom of people not to work on Tisha B'Av. However, Talmidei Chachamim, sages, uh, should should be strict with themselves and announce that they do not work on this uh, fast day, this day of mourning. And Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel, here on our page, says that everybody should be like a Talmud Chacham and not work on Tisha B'Av. Well, what explains the difference? How come here on our page, uh, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel is in favor of behavior that does risk yuhara, that does risk that being a show-off, whereas in Brachot he took the opposite position? Well, the idea is that there's only one interpretation of going to say the Shema on your wedding night back there in Brachot. It's only to go to the minion and to proclaim to everybody how how uh, how observant you are, how, how pious you are. But here, there are any number of reasons why people wouldn't work. Kama batlane ika bashuka, the page says here. How many unemployed guys are there in the market? So there's any number of reasons why you wouldn't be working and you wouldn't st- stick it in somebody else's face that you're being that you're being from and you're being uh, uh, ostentatiously pious. Uh, okay, an interesting problem both in ancient times and in modern times. Any religious community has to deal with which actions are aimed uh, from our hearts towards, towards God and which are really self-aggrandizing statements for the community itself. Much of our page is taken up with more of the rules and the customs of working on Arab Pesach. As we mentioned, uh, there are, the Talmud says there are many places that nobody works on, on the eve of Passover. Uh, parentheses, obviously, I was thinking, I'm sure you're thinking, well, what about cooking? Cooking's different because cooking is permitted on the festival itself. Uh, we're, we're talking about, you know, getting in a few hours on, your, on that new house you're working on or, or dyeing, your, dyeing the garments that you've been working on or weaving or any of the, the professions that were done in those times. Um, even some of which would might be for the holiday. That's the question. 
and uh, and our pages is, is typically uh, uh, Talmudic in that it, it gives authoritative teachings, but there's um, a, a kind of an under amount of explanation about them, and that gives rise to uh, to different interpretations through the legal history. So we have a teaching from Rabbi Meir in the Mishnah here towards the bottom of our page, which is amplified on the next page, that Rabbi Meir says, If there's work that you began before the 14th day of Nisan, the eve of Passover, you can complete it on the eve of Passover. But you can't start you can't start new work on the 14th day. Even if you could finish it. And the Chachamim Amrim, the consensus of the sages is that there are three uh, professions that have a different rule, uh, and they are tailors, barbers, and launderers, because their work is, permi is permitted even under certain circumstances during the intermediate day, the Chol HaMoed of the festival, and if it could be permitted during the festival in Chol HaMoed, it certainly could be per permitted even to begin that work. Uh, uh, on the eve of the festival. But the problem is that Rabbi Meir has not told us either A, what cities he's talking about. He's talking about the cities where it is customary to work or the cities where it's customary not to work. And he's not told us if the work that he has in mind is Litzara Hamoed for the festival itself or not Litzara Hamoed. Is it, you know, that you're a, you're a potter and you're, you're making a new pot to be used at the Seder night? Or is it that you're a potter and you're making a bunch of pots to sell them in two weeks hence? So what's interesting, because that, that is left undefined, the differing uh, psaq traditions, the different rulings, uh, vary widely. The Talmud will, on the next page, say two things, which are equally opaque, um, that where it is customary to work, yes, where it is not customary to work, no. And for the festival, yes. Not for the festival, no. And it concludes that with its with its stamp of approval, Shmamina. Yes, take that conclusion. But you haven't told me enough. You haven't told me the circumstances to which it applies. So, a broad sweep of interpretive tradition, beginning with Rashi, says that the Talmud is speaking here of places where the custom is not to work. But even in the places where it is customary not to do any work, you may finish previously completed uh, uh, projects for the festival itself, and the, the tailors, the barbers, and the, and the launderers could even begin new work, even in those places where, where uh, one ordinarily doesn't do work on the festival. For the, for the festival, these guys can do their work. And in places where, where it's uh, customary to go ahead and work, then you can do, you can do other work, even not for the festival. Maimonides, on the other hand, and the Shulchan Aruch uh, follows him, the Shulchan Aruch follows Maimonides on this, suggests that the teaching refers to places where it is customary to work, but even where it's customary to work, it is under these conditions, these, these stipulations, that the work only happen for previously begun work, not, new, not newly begun work, and second of all, that that work be specifically for the festival, not for something that you're doing, you know, down the road. Um, Broadly speaking, there are, there are exceptions to each of these, but broadly speaking, the Ashkenazic tradition follows Rashi that suggests the more lenient position that even in places where it's customary not to work, 
you can finish previously begun work that is specifically for the festival. And broadly speaking, the Sephardic tradition follows Maimonides that where it's the custom not to work, don't ever work, but where the custom is to work, it is limited by it being for the festival and not new work, but previously begun work. Finally, I just want to call your attention to one other little, I have to say, charming item. Uh, it's, it's a customary Talmudic style to, to clash two seemingly irreconcilable uh, traditions and to try to reconcile, try to, try to, to make them not completely disagree. And a figure, uh, uh, probably a 4th or 5th century figure called Rav Papa, relates that he did that one time, but he, but he says uh, that in describing it, he says, Badik uh, Lan Rava, my teacher Rava tested us by quoting these two irreconcilable traditions about one that says it is permissible to bring uh, 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 items to the workman and to re retrieve items from the workman uh, seemingly on the eve of Passover, and another one that says that it is not permissible to do those things. Well, how can it be? Is it both permissible or not permissible? And Rav Papa relates that it is permissible on the eve of the festival, but not during the intermediate days of the festival. That's not the important part for me. What I think is interesting is that he relates a little anecdote of pedagogy, that his teacher Rava, that's what he would do. He would test them, Badiklan. He would test us, and he would ask us hard problems and see how we would see how we would respond. So we have this really charming or cute little anecdote in which we learn not only what they learned, but a little bit of how they learned. Thanks for studying today with me, and I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.